Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. Okay, everybody, welcome to the Clutter Chronicles series. If you guys are on Facebook, you can see my fancy mic. Uh, <laughs> but we are talking with my friend, Savannah, and I am super excited to talk to Savannah because Savannah and I met in a Facebook group when we were pregnant together with our currently toddlers. They're like 10 days apart, and we I saw her in the group a lot and I didn't realize that she lived basically down the street from me and after we had our babies we hung out and if you guys know a little bit about my story the reason that I started this group is because of the due date group that I was in we were sharing house tours and Savannah was a part of that group and I started the decluttering challenge and she was like yes I want to do it and I was like sweet and she lived like I said like five minutes from me, five or 10 minutes from me when we lived in Idaho. And I just asked her like, do you want me to come help you? Like, do you want me to come help you with this? Like I can come over and help you get started. And that's that's basically the story of Savannah and I. <laughs> and I came over and looking back, honestly guys, and Savannah, I don't think I've ever told you this, but looking back, I'm like, I don't know why Savannah let me in her house. Like I pushed her pretty hard. <laughs> Like I was, I was pretty ruthless and was like, we're doing this. And she was like, okay. So I'm excited to hear what she actually thought about all of that. <laughs> what was really going through her head and hear her story of how far she's come guys. Cause she has come so far. So Savannah, why don't you just tell everybody your side of the story real quick about how we met and how we got started. <laughs> Okay, so like you said, we were in the same due date group, and I always was drawn to you, and um, we found out that we lived by each other, and thought it was pretty cool, and I'm not really the kind of person to be super embarrassed of my state of my house, which I probably should have been, but <laughs> I don't even think I cared. I was, like, desperate, so... Yeah. <laughs> and you're my friend and it would be fun anyway way more fun than trying to go through it all myself so yeah I was excited about that but I think how it all started with like the whole decluttering thing in the group was you I don't exactly remember like when you started talking about it I just remember that you had like a Facebook status one day that was like, I'm going to do an experiment, answer these questions. And it was like something about life or like being overwhelmed or something. And I was like, yes, to all of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always overwhelmed. I always feel this way. I always feel that way. And then I saw that you were starting a group about it. And I was really excited because I've always loved like Marie Kondo and like podcasts about decluttering even before that. So Mm -hmm. I was excited because it was like somebody that I knew and all the challenges like the very first challenge I don't remember if it was like um the seven days challenge whatever the first one was I was excited was days. yeah and so I've always loved the challenges as everyone probably knows by now yeah 
So it was, it was the seven days challenge. And I remember, um, like you posted, excited. I put a post on my Facebook, like my general public Facebook. And I was like, do any moms feel like this? Because I noticed that the moms in our due date group were posting all the same things. And I was like, I used to feel like that. And I don't anymore. Like what changed and what I realized changed was that I wasn't juggling life and a house full of way too much stuff anymore. And one of the things that most moms post about is that they're like, and this is one of the things that I was like, that I really liked about Savannah was they post like that they're embarrassed, that they're ashamed and they don't want to share it with like the public or sometimes even in the group, which I'm always like, it's a safe place. Like nobody's going to judge you here. By the way, guys get into the group if you're not in it because nobody's going to judge you in here because we're all in the same boat. But Savannah was like, no, like I don't even care. Just come over (laughs) and help me. Like I, this is me where I'm at right now. Like take it or leave it. I need help. And so I think that's why I was like, I bet you she would let me come over (laughs) and like practice decluttering with somebody because I I didn't have my own stuff to declutter at that point. So I did. I was like, you want me to come over? Like I can come help you, (laughs) Um, which was actually really fun. So let's talk about that. Do you remember? Okay. Because one of the questions I know that I asked you is like, where did your decluttering journey start? So let's talk a little bit about like what you had done or tried, tried doing before I came over and what worked (laughs) and like what didn't work, like where you were stuck. And then we'll talk about when I started coming over. So I think what my problem has always been, and it's still, I still have to kind of bat it down every now and then because it sneaks back up is just organizing and trying to keep and um, just in case is like a whole new monster for me because I'll sit there and make an excuse why it's not going to be just in case and like why it's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) Like if I had a snowboard in Florida and you were trying to make me get rid of it, I would be like, well, I'm going to plan a snowboarding trip then this weekend so that I can keep it. (laughs) Yeah. And so I was just kind of moving my clutter around all the time and thinking that I was decluttering because I'd throw away like a few things. And then I would organize all the rest of it all pretty. And um, I kind of was decluttering, but just not like to the effect that I needed. And so it was basically just moving it around and just like getting the iceberg tip every time. And I just finally got sick of it. And like, I have to do it. That's why I was so glad that you wanted to come over. Because I was like, at the same time, I was like, does she really know what she's getting into yeah Kaylee's hold on one second so I remember that I remember you like kind of giving me a warning and you were like I have like I can't let things go like I have serious attachments and her um, mother-in-law had recently passed away so she was dealing with that and she did she, she like warned me and we have like I'm a three on the Enneagram test, which means like I go fast and intense. (laughs) And I was like, okay, like challenge accepted. Like I will take this on with you. And I even remember like asking her and telling her like, 
if you don't want me to do this, like tell me and I'll back off. Otherwise, like I'm just going to go for it and we're going to like get rid of all of your, get rid of all of this stuff. And like, I'm not going to let you make excuses or reasons to keep things. And the first time that I came over, we focused on her playroom and I counted the bags. We got rid of 24 bags, mm-hmm. trash bags of toys. Did you? Just from the playroom. Yeah. That's just crazy. from the one playroom that she had downstairs, 24 bags. And I think she was kind of like internally panicking and I would like pay attention because (laughs) I don't remember which, I don't think it was like every purge that we did together, but sometimes I would like go a little bit too far and I could like tell she was like starting to tear up. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I went too far. Like I need to not push her so hard right now. Um, Hang on. So what, hang on, I'm going to pause this real quick and get her settled. Savannah, (laughs) just like going back to like those moments where you were like really obviously uncomfortable and like I was pushing you outside of your comfort zone. Like what were you, what was actually going through your head at the time? Well, I don't really remember tearing up, so you'll have to remind me. That's good. (laughs) I, I think it was just like we were getting rid of at the time. Yeah, I think it was when we did the first round of toys and (laughs) there were like some baskets that you had empty, that we had emptied out that had toys in them. The baskets were empty and I was like, we should get rid of these baskets too. And you were like, I can't do it. (laughs) I can't do it. And I was like, okay, it's fine. (laughs) I was probably crying from the amount of stuff I had still. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably what it was like. Looking back, that's probably what it was that you were just like overwhelmed probably just sheer overwhelm from everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a big process to go through. It was kind of like my reminder because I had done it so long ago, like six years ago, it's hard for me to remember what it was like, but I remember having nights where I would just like sit and cry. I was like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to survive? I do remember like crying over clutter just in general, just being like, I, can't do anything I want in life right now. I am a slave and a prisoner to laundry and dishes, and I can't even like do day keep up with daily things because I have these mountains of toys and clothes. And yeah, and I remember like the first run through of like actually really decluttering and not just like picking out trash and then organizing it all. I just remember like my hallways being like filled with bags and boxes and like trying to like get it all in like different groups and then just like being like this this isn't even worth it yeah like the time that it's taking just to go through everything and now I'm like lucky if I can get like a box or a bag whenever I go again and so it's hard to even remember like a year ago whenever it was like what did you say like 24 bags Yeah. yeah it was 24 bags the first time that we did toys and we did toys twice and we did clothes twice. So I think we did like four purge sessions together. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember you saying that like you were just, you were trying to declutter. You were in that cycle that I think a lot of people are in where they're trying to get rid of stuff, but they're sorting it. They're trying to organize it. They're trying to figure out how to keep it and make it make sense and trying to do all of that on top of 
the regular laundry, the regular cleanup, the regular snacks and food and meals and taking kids to and from school that you have to do anyway on top of everything. Um, so looking back, is it easy or easier for you to understand like why you were stuck in that cycle? Yeah, I mean, I think I was, it was just fear, like being, being afraid what was going to happen if I let all of it go, just like you always talk about, like, the kids aren't going to, they're going to be sad because all their toys are missing, and I'm going to hate my wardrobe and their wardrobes because we don't have, like, all of these things, and we're going to miss all of them. Yes. That's what I would think <laughs> I mean at the, in, you're in it you don't really know you just know that you're overwhelmed and you're frustrated and yeah you just get to change yes I remember you saying that we'll talk about clothes in just a minute too because that's like the second part of what we did the most of together but I do remember you saying like your kids are going to be so upset and I was like I was kind of like it's fine like I'll I'll take that on for you like they'll know that I came over and did all of this not you like <laughs> <laughs> and so did your kids ever miss anything? I, I, one thing that we did sneak out of her house that I literally snuck out of her house was this giant teddy bear, like six foot teddy bear. And <laughs> did your kids ever notice or say anything or be upset about it? They actually didn't. <laughs> they didn't notice that the six foot bear was missing. <laughs> Which they did, so even if they did, they didn't care. They were just like, they just liked their playroom that it was clean and yeah. And that they had all of the stuff that they loved still. Yeah. So. so, okay. So that's good to know. Cause I remember when we were going through the toys and I was like, I guess like this will be the defining moment of whether or not Savannah's family will let me back into her house or not. <laughs> and I, I, back then I didn't really have like a way to explain it or to say how I was doing it. That was one of the reasons that I wanted to do this with Savannah was so that I could remember what it was like, but the way that I, approach the toys with her was like getting rid of the things that were broken, getting rid of like things like the coloring books that most of the pages were colored in and nobody's going to use again because the kids, they don't want to color those pages. They look through it and they're like, well, this isn't fun anymore. Getting rid of like those kinds of coloring books, like broken crayons, broken colored pencils, like random little things and keeping all of the things that they loved, which for Savannah's girls are like the dolls and the doll accessories and um, LOL surprise, uh, right? That's what they're called. LOL, the LOL dolls, um, and all of that stuff. So I tried to do it that way with her. So it's good to hear that it works and her yeah. don't hate me or her. <laughs> they actually loved it. You guys moved away. They were like begging for you to come back. They're like, so we're never going to see Krista. <sighs> when we moved, yeah. When we moved from Idaho to California. <laughs> We had like one last goodbye uh, <laughs> where we talk about all the weird things that we like to talk about. Um, but okay. So let's talk about clothes real quick, because if you guys know Savannah, Savannah loves to dress well and to dress with variety and to dress much more creatively than I like to dress. So doing her wardrobe with her was challenging for me because I'm so basic and Savannah is not. Um, and this is the story that I tell you guys about all the time is when we decluttered from her bathtub and I literally sat in her bathtub and held up every piece of clothes that she had and was like, keep or don't keep. So Savannah, 
<laughs> Tell me what that was like for you on your end. <laughs> I was watching that video back the other day when you posted it. And if that's not vulnerability, I don't know what is. <laughs> Seriously, guys, that's what I was talking about at the beginning. Like she's unafraid to be like, this is who I am. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. Like, I don't care. <laughs> And she would say things like, I hope that me sharing this, because it's super vulnerable, guys. I hope that sharing this helps somebody. Um, she's just awesome like that. So, <laughs> what did you think in the moment? Do you remember? Um, I really think that I was just like super grateful because, like I said, like I would have to listen to like a podcast or something whenever I would do anything like that. I used to listen to Marie Kondo, I had the book on my phone mm. and I have to listen to it because I hated it so much, but I knew it had to be done. Mm. And so I was just really thankful to have you actually come over in person and like actually walk me through all of my ridiculous thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, you took too long on that decision. We're putting that in the donate pile. Yeah. Or, it's okay to keep things from your mother-in-law that you got to remember her when she died, but you don't need like a giant wardrobe size pile. <laughs> yeah. And that was, that was hard for me too. I didn't know how to navigate it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was just nice to have it, to have you be willing to come over and be that raw. And I think now you have so much material that like people can actually just kind of go through that with other people while they watch videos or listen or hear other people's experiences. Yeah. And now I always listen to your podcast whenever I have to do decluttering. So I still don't really like to do it, but I always love the feeling afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you remember the first clothes purge that we did too? Cause we did maybe we did like two or three of them. I can't remember. We had really long days together where I would like come over at like nine and leave when I had to pick my kids up at like three thirty. Um, I felt like I exhausted you. <laughs> It was so much fun. It was, I loved it. It was, it was really fun and really eye-opening, but I, I think the first purge that we did was mostly your kids clothes and we kind of just gathered up everything. We did it like basically Marie Kondo style where we got all the girls clothes, brought them into your upstairs, like the man cave, spread them out, sorted them out. And then I told her like, we're going to re reduce this by half. Okay. That's the goal. And that's what I tell you guys, like get it all together, reduce it by half. You're good. And it was kind of easy, but it was still a little bit challenging because she loves clothes so much. And so like when it was in her face, when she could see it, she was like, but it's so cute. And I was like, but it doesn't fit anybody. And it Zeppelin outgrew it. Or I'd be like, this sock is really cute, but there's no match. And you're like, it might show up. I a big thing because and even now it's already building up again and I'm like this close to just throwing it away because even if I have a couple of loads of laundry left to get done like to find the extra socks it doesn't even matter like I would rather just not have a big pile of socks now yeah. and then just I would almost even rather not have any socks than to have that pile sitting there yeah like what it does to my mental state of being I feel like so you guys are hearing it from not just me, but from Savannah, that it's okay to let the socks go and start fresh. Like that's how we do it now. That's how we fell into the system is like I buy them one or two pairs, not pair, packs of socks per kid. 
and they wear them until they're worn out or they outgrow them, whatever comes first. And then I throw away that entire set and I buy a new one because the sock bucket with all of the mismatching socks with no pair is totally exhausting. (laughs) And it seems so small and ridiculous, but it really is exhausting. Yeah. And I used to save everything too. I would save things that needed a button sewed back on because I just bought it and it was so cute. And I would have like piles of like stuff that I had to fix and like stains that I needed to work on. And I'd be like, but, but, and you'd be like, it's stained. It's ripped. (laughs) It's old. Yeah. Even now when I'm like going through their clothes, I'll be like, this is really cute, but it's stained and I don't have time to get a stain out. And it just helps like kind of keep things maintained so they don't get out of hand really fast again. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to try and remember exactly how we did it so I can tell other people how we did it and they can do it for themselves as well. But we did the first one, like the first big purge, like I said, we got everything together and reduced it by half. And I think on that day that we did the first clothes purge, it was like 12 to 15 bags of clothes for all three of her kids and herself. It was like 12 to 15 bags of clothes that we got rid of. And I remember making a post being like, we got rid of literally 12, I can't remember, I posted, I'm going to say 15 bags because at some point we had 15 bags of clothes at least. And I was like, we got rid of 15 bags of clothes and guess what? Like Savannah and her family, they all still have enough clothes. They're not going to go naked. And it was still, you know, after that initial purge, it was still too much because we did another purge after that. And like you guys said, like it sneaks back and you still have to end up doing it a little bit more and more. But we started by reducing it by half getting rid of the things that were staying ripped, just like worn out and not in good condition or needed a button or whatever. We got rid of all that stuff first. And then is when we did the bathtub where <laughs> I sat closet alone. <laughs> what? That was just my closet alone. Yeah. Which was just, <laughs> and I asked her a few questions about her clothes. I would ask her, Like, would you go out right now and spend $40 on this? Like in the condition that it's in right now, that was one of the questions because if you're not willing to spend money on it in the condition that it's in right now, then that is an easy way to let it go. It's not worth your time or your money is what you're saying. So let it go. Um, What was the other thing I'd ask you? I think another question that we would switch to was, would you wear this today? Oh, yeah. Like if the weather was right or whatever. (laughs) I still think that when when I look in my closet, like when you get that, like I have nothing to wear feeling and there's a closet full of clothes, it's like a check that I have now where I'm like, no, (laughs) like if I won't wear this today and there's no reason for it, then it shouldn't be in here and it's leaving. See, you've come so far. You've come so far. Because I remember specifically asking you that, like, would you wear this or or no, what would I say? I would be like, would you wear this right now? And you would be like, well, I would wear this if I were doing this. I'm like, no, that's not the question. The question is, would you want to wear this outside of your house to go somewhere right now? And you'd be like, well, maybe if I, if I was going to here, I'm like, don't talk about a bad case of just in case. I know. 
So I'm like, no, we're not asking like when you could wear it. I'm asking, do you want to wear it? Do you like it enough to wear it right now? That was funny for me too. I remember laughing because you would be like, which reminds me of that video from the new girl. (laughs) That's totally true. That was so fun. So fun. I don't know why I got the biggest kick out of that, but I was like, keep, don't keep. And then I'd be like in my head, one, two, three, time's up. Like I'm putting it in the don't keep pile. (laughs) And you were about to shove me out the room just like that video probably. I think I did. I think at some point, like the kids were like wanting a snack and I was like, should I just like grab this and put it in the bag real quick? (laughs) No, I didn't. I didn't do it. I didn't actually do it, but Kind of like whenever you went to go feed Kaylee or something and then you came back and I was like trying to hang clothes up in the closet really quick. Yeah. yeah. I would like go nurse Kaylee and she's like putting things back up, like keep, keep, keep. I want to make these hard decisions. <laughs> yes. It was so fun. It was so fun. Um, so that's how we did clothes. I would ask her those questions. Do you want to wear this right now? Would you spend $40 on it right now? And I would ask her, like, when is the last time that you wore this? And if she couldn't remember, I would put it in the don't keep pile. The, the get rid of pile. <laughs> um, so, Savannah, what, what, was, what do you think was, like, your biggest breakthrough with your clutter? Like, when do you feel like you were like, okay, like, this is actually working. I'm making progress. And you felt good about it. Uh, well, I think I felt a lot better ev- with every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Like even like sometimes I don't know where to start, and I'll even now like I'll get overwhelmed, and then things will start to get out of hand again. And I just it's like I forget that as soon as you start, you I feel a break. I feel at least a little breakthrough every time. Yeah, like don't do this. It's not a big deal. It's you know like I can set my if I'm feeling fearful and overwhelmed, like, I just can't do this. It just takes too much time. I just have too many other things. And I just set, like, an alarm for, like, five minutes. And I'm like, if I can just give the minimum amount to this because it's making me feel like junk right now, like, how cluttery and gross this bathroom is. And then, like, my alarm won't even have gone off yet. And I've done what I wanted it to look like. You know, like, I've done, like, a surface, surface purge and got all the trash out and got rid of some like duplicates of stuff and cleaned it up real quick and it hasn't even been like five minutes yeah and so I was like really surprised how fast things go and how easy they actually are and so I feel like little breakthroughs but probably the big one is the laundry because it's my big giant beast besides the garage and I've finally got to a place where it's not I'm not enslaved by it like I can't go on a play date because I have a week's worth of laundry that needs to get done. That even if I spent time on it from morning till night, it would still not be done. It resets them. Um, and it did for my husband and I to where I'm like, I don't ever want to get a ha- or live in a house that gets that point again to where I'm like, none of this stuff is usable. None of this stuff is valuable to anybody. When we moved from Idaho to California, I was really proud because we did that. We did that. The stuff that we got rid of were things that we didn't need. They were things that I could have sold, you know, nice rugs, nice pieces of artwork, um, high quality toys that were still in really good condition, some electronics. 
you know, TVs and stuff that we didn't need. It was all stuff that I know people would have paid money for, but we ended up donating it just because we were in such a hurry. But I was really proud that we have finally come to a place where if we got rid of everything in our house, it could be usable to somebody, you know, in nice enough condition that I wouldn't be worried about it being going, you know, taken to the dump by the donation center. Like I can give them something of value that they can actually sell and support their business with. Um, so does that make sense to you guys? Like a lot of times we have so much stuff and we think it's important. We think that it's valuable. It's not, nobody wants it. And if you do get to the point where like, I just want to throw it all away and start over, I'm going to hundred percent support that because I know that for the rest of your life, these next 60 to 80 years that you are going to live, you are going to be so much more mindful about what you're consuming. And instead of spending 60 to 80 more years accumulating stuff, you're going to spend 60 to 80 years being so mindful and intentional about what you buy and consume that that is what actually helps issues like that people think things like recycling or donation centers are solving. They're not solving those issues. They're putting a bandaid on it. And the real solution is to be mindful about how much you actually consume in the first place. Um, so all of that to say, if you ever tell me I'm so frustrated, I want to throw it all away and start over. I'm going to tell you, send me pictures when you do, because <laughs> I support it 100%. That's basically how we did it. Um, confession that I've never told their group before publicly. I've told a couple of you guys behind the scenes because you asked me, but I had taken so many things to Salvation Army that they stopped accepting donations for the last week and a half that I was there and I had to take my stuff somewhere. So I took a huge amount of our stuff to the dump because I didn't have anywhere else to take it. Nobody would take it from me from free. Salvation Army literally stopped accepting donations for an entire week and a half because I had brought them so much junk. And I know because I would even go after hours when nobody was there and leave it so that they had to find it in the morning, which is so horrible, but I was desperate. Um, and then they put a gate up, so I couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> so guys, like that is the truth of it. And I know I'm just one person, but donation centers really are overwhelmed by an overwhelmingly amount of stuff, an overwhelming amount of stuff. Okay. Um, one last thing. So time management question. Hopefully this isn't a, a repeat because I missed some because of the kids, but better to start with big spaces like the kitchen or with smaller maintainable spaces like closets or bathrooms. It's up to you. So I, I recommend either starting with whatever is easiest for you. So bathrooms are usually easy. Um, bathrooms, surfaces, those kinds of things are usually easy so that you can get momentum or starting with whatever is going to have the biggest impact for you. So if you are just like totally overwhelmed, like I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. Start with something easy, bathroom, closet, um, something like that. And, but if you're like, I just want to get some really big progress, start in something bigger, like your kitchen or laundry. Um, those are the, those are the two ways that I recommend starting. Um, okay. So the last thing, Hey, Tashka and Leslie, the last things that I want to talk to you about are kind of goes along with this frustrated thing is feeling the feels of decluttering and leaning into it. Okay. There's a lot of things that happen. A lot of feelings and issues that come up as you're decluttering and 
use it to your advantage because the transformation that happens while decluttering is so much more than just getting a clutter-free home. Like you're going to feel a lot of things. You're going to feel a lot of frustration. If you're feeling frustrated because you're not making enough progress or making the progress that you wish you would have made already, use that to your advantage and get rid of everything all at once. If you are feeling hesitant or nervous because you're worried if you won't have enough, you know, use that to your advantage and be like, okay, why am I so nervous about this? What can I do to empower myself and lean into these feelings that I'm having about decluttering? What decisions can I make that are going to make this easier for me and help me grow in, um, you know, in more ways than just having a clutter-free house um, and use it to your advantage and just feel into all of those things. Don't ignore them. Don't suppress them. Um, feel them and use them to your advantage because those are the things that usually get you fired up and get you wanting to do things. If you are feeling things like frustration towards your kids because they're not getting, you know, they're in your way, use that as an opportunity to be like, okay, why am I frustrated with them? Am I, am I burnt out and do I need to ask for some help? You know, do I need to, do I need to ask for a babysitter? Do I need to send the kids to grandma's for the weekend? You know, what's the real reason that I'm frustrated with them or whatever it is for you guys. Okay, whatever it is that you're feeling. Feel into it, evaluate it, and then use it to your advantage to make some sort of a decision that empowers you in some sort of way, instead of being like, God, why do I feel like this? And then just sitting there and feeling like it. Um, okay, I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, thank you for being here. I'm trying to figure out what I was gonna say next. Feels like an abrupt stop. Um, anyways, that was a good episode, and I will see you guys all. I won't see you tomorrow. But I will see you guys on Monday. Bye. Hey, friend. Did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay, the whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other, and who, when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it <laughs> because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. 
Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.